0: Into Hollywood. The ways to Hollywood is into Hollywood. Good afternoon and welcome to another spectacular episode of How Betty Davis Saved My Life, Life Lessons from Classic Hollywood. I'm Moya.
1: And I'm Georgia.
0: And we are ready for you today, guys. We have a hot one. We are not going to mess around. Are we, jo- we ain't messing around with you. We got... We got a Dallas. You know, we have our rating system, rating quote unquote system. So we got a Dallas good and a Young and a Restless good. And I and so I know some of you guys like might might like other soap operas. Those are all the two that that I like, and I remember just being a epitome. I remember Falcon Crest. Some people are Dynasty fans and General Hospital or whatever. But this one, in my opinion, and I hope Georgia. Uh, may may agree with me. I hope she agrees. This is Dallas and Young and Russell's good. Georgia, what would you give this rating? What's your favorite all time soap opera, you know, whatever, pot boiler?
1: <laughs> I, I, I used to watch Days of Our Lives oh, so many okay. years ago. But really? yes, I also watched Dallas too. That was really good. Who's on but Days yeah. of
0: Our Lives? Who's a who's a star of that show? Is that, that Deedra, somebody, that lady?
1: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Deidre Hall,
0: I think. Okay. Is that that's still on, right? Isn't Days of Our Lives still on? I think.
1: I think it is. Yeah, because
0: yeah. they had the massacre, the soap opera massacre, like about several years ago. And it just took all the freaking soap operas off. So only Young and the Restless, Days of Our Lives. I think the Bold and the Beautiful is still on. And maybe General Hospital, I think. And whatever. Um, what's, What was Susan Lucci on? Is that still on? What was she
1: on? Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, man. I can't remember the name of that one that she was in. Well, you guys man, let she... us
0: know on our social media page, Facebook. Um, shout out to all our groups, the Joan Crawfords and the, oh, gosh, of course, the Betty Davis groups and the Classic TV and um, Film Noir. Hi, guys. Um, I, I, we, I'm we i in and out on the groups. I'm sorry. Just going along with life. But um, please visit our page, and then you can see all the groups that we're associated with, and sorry if I'm making nasal noises, because I'm still getting over a really vicious sinus attack and cold, um, with the weather changing and everything, but yeah, hit us up on our Facebook group, um, How Betty Davis Saved My Life, and of course, we're on um, YouTube with a few videos, and moving forward for the new year, again, Happy New Year, We, uh, we closed out the new year with our 70th Episode 7-0, Georgia. Can you remember? Can you believe that we got seventy under <laughs> our belt? Wow, indeed. Um, with uh,
1: wow, that is spectacular, Moya. It's been so much fun all the way. It You're does not seem just, like we did seventy. Uh, the next seventy. Woo! Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. And so we closed out the year twenty twenty two with uh, uh, just a bang, um, and banging. Ah, pun intended. Uh, <laughs> with a fatal attraction, and Georgia, we didn't intend to kind of bridge twenty twenty two to twenty twenty three with almost like a similar type situation. Um, but it just so happened that the movie became available, and we I've been dying for us to do this movie, Georgia. What is our movie today?
1: A life of her own from 1950 mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: and who are our stars
1: we have none other but the sweater girl the <laughs> fabulous <laughs> lana turner yes and we have her co-star ray moland we also have ann Devorak. Mm-hmm. we have barry sullivan lewis Calhern. Tom Ewell and Margaret Phillips and the director is George Cukor who is a genius at women at directing women women's movies Mm -hmm. and he takes this movie and elevates it because otherwise it would just be just a sexy soap opera but this is a soap opera on steroids this is wow (laughs) it has all the feels in it all the feels
0: and they have uh, another one of my um, unsung actresses, Jean Hagen, is in a in a role, and um, she did a lot of movies, but she was best known for television. I think it was a uh, oh gosh that mo- that show it oh what it was some Daddy. I'm sorry, I don't know my early television, but um she she is a really unsung actress. But no, honey, let's get into it because look, if we switched it, if we just started off with this movie, as our year ender, it'll be appropriate because this movie, you can't have Basic Instinct without a life of her own <laughs> or, or, or these stories like a life of her own. So Basic Instinct was life of her own light. Uh, this is it. what could have happened. It, it probably happened, Basic Instinct probably would happen back in the day. You maybe didn't know about it. But anyway, Georgia, just, okay, let's go. Start us off. What is this okay. movie about? All
1: right. I'm going to set this up. Okay. This is about a girl from Kansas.
0: Not Dorothy. She's
1: an and I guess, from the wrong side of the tracks. But anyway, so this girl from Kansas arrives in New York City to become a model and then falls in love with a married man. He's a millionaire, but he's married to an invalid. So... <laughs> How do you think this love triangle will end? Right. Will she have the sense she loves? Will she be a homewrecker? Will she have it all? You've got to stay tuned and watch everything. This is what, it's riveting. You're going to love it.
0: I didn't even <laughs> think about it. I should have had the, remember the old time Oregon music, days to play with those soap operas and a do 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 doo. We should have had that argument. That sounded like Star Trek. But um, we should have had that old-time argument mo- music. I didn't even think about it, but <clears throat> I mean that and and, and when enjoy Georgia says she's an invalid, and I saw her laughing, obviously not because she's not a freaking invalid, but because it is too much. He she wants to be a model, he's a millionaire, he's married, and his wife's an invalid girl, that's too much. That is <laughs> <laughs> But they got away with it. It's 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 they, they got away with it. So Georgia tell us about how they got away with it.
1: Well, initially, uh the motion picture production code rejected the original script. And so it had to go through a number of revisions and rewrites. So because they their reasoning was it was shocking and highly offensive for its portrayal of adultery and commercialized prostitution. This movie has a lot of very strong parallels with the same things that could happen in the Hollywood studio industry. Mm-hmm. And so, what they had to do—I I, I, like the way they they did this because even though there was an adulterous relationship, it does not feel nefarious or sleazy, even when it right. should. They make it feel that way at all they are not they leave a lot of things to like they assume that you're an intelligent viewer so they don't hit you over the head with everything right but you understand the things that are going on you do but it's done in such a very tasteful way that's how they get away with it it's only hinted at they don't Mm -hmm. they don't come right out and be very blatant about it right they're very very, very You done. And I have to really um, say that George Cukor did an amazing job considering there were cast changes. There were script changes going on. All Ooh. kinds of things were happening. And he does an amazing job with this movie. And I don't think anybody else could have pulled it off as well as he did.
0: Now, the cast changes, were the leads going to be other people besides Turn and Milan?
1: Yes. Actually, Wendell Corey started out... As playing the role of Steve Harley, you know we remember
0: him, guys. uh, We did Wendell Corey. We did him with Joan Crawford with uh, Craig's wife. So go back and check out um, our review of that on all our platforms. But yeah, that's Wendell Corey. Mm -hmm.
1: So he, uh, Wendell Corey was had started to play the role of her millionaire copper mine owner boyfriend. And one day, uh, there are several people who have backed us up and have said that uh, one day she came out and she was a little bit late on the set. And it wasn't her fault at all because they were literally pinning her into a costume and it wasn't her, her fault because she was late on the set. So he stands off to the side and he acts like he's talking to somebody else, but he says directly to her, well, Barbara Stanley wouldn't have kept us waiting. <laughs> and that was, she was extremely sensitive about that because all the rumors, everybody kept saying that she was having a affair with Barbara Stanwyck's husband. Mm-hmm. And so that really, really annoyed her so much that she took off to her dressing room, wouldn't come out, and told jo- George Cukor she could not work with him, and he had to be fired. And it turned out she won that showdown because he did get fired. Mm. And... But before this movie that was actually cast, there were a number of other leading men that were considered because they thought about Cary Grant, George Murphy, Howard Keel, and James Mason. Mm. And But they ended up getting Ray Milland for the role. And so that's who actually ended up playing her paramour, shall we say. Yeah,
0: I, <clears throat> I'm not a Wendell Corey fan. Of course, Cary Grant is, you know... Was gorgeous, um, but he seemed like he's always playing that role. Ray Millan, I don't recall him, and he's done a lot of. He had done a lot of dramatic stuff. Had he won the Oscar yet for *A Lost Weekend*? i got have to see. I um, believe- had he, huh? Yes, yes, okay.
1: that was like the late. 40s or something? Uh, late 40s. So okay. yes, I believe he'd already won that Oscar. Okay, and yeah,
0: if we're with- wrong, correct us uh, on our Facebook page. But yeah, so he, we, he had established establishes chops and, it, and we have to do that movie too Um, The Lost Weekend. It's absolutely. He puts on an acting clinic. It's, it's sad and it's, it's really a sad, 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 sad movie. But him and Jane Wyman, Jane Wyman really started coming into her dramatic chops in that movie. So we'll, we'll, we'll do that. And guys, if you all have a movie that you want us to talk about, please let us know on our Facebook page. We'd be more than happy to consider it. We look forward to hearing from you. But yeah, so we know Ray Milan could act. What did you think about the Ray Milan choice?
1: Okay, my thoughts about Ray Moland were, I felt he was a little bit too old for the part, mm-hmm. not really that believable, because yeah. he had this way of speech. It's very uh, kind of like New England, sophisticated yeah. And I thought, that doesn't really fit with my idea as a Montana copper mine right. owner, you know, who's newly rich, what he would sound like. And so I had a hard time being convinced about Ray Milland. Mm-hmm. Now, although the two liked each other, I didn't feel that the chemistry was very strong between the two. I
0: agree.
1: Yeah, I just didn't, I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't convinced. I uh,
0: think Barry Sullivan, who went on to be a lead leading man, I think that he might have been better in that role. Um, James Mason and, of course, Cary Grant. Um, but Ray Melania, I think he was um, miscast. I to- I thought it was just me, Georgia. And believe, guys, jo- uh, Georgia and I often don't look at these movies together. And when we come and record, this is the first time we talk about it. Unless there's some like right before we record, there's something we want to discuss. But no, we we don't see them together and we don't talk about them until we record for you. Um, but yeah, I, I got that. And and if and, and if anybody agrees or disagrees with it, let us know on our Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you. Um, but yeah, I got that. Now let's go back to Miss Turner because she was a home Now, Don't get it twisted now, Miss Turner Lana Turner, who I love, got around. Okay, and there's some rumor she the, there's some rumor she's she her in that tight that tight sweater walked on both sides of the street. Okay, if you know what I mean. So, you know she was out there, but I love love like cause she just didn't give a darn. Uh, <laughs> so so yeah, and and you know the rumor, and I don't know if it's so much of a rumor that she is the reason poor Carol Lombard lost her life because she was shooting a. Uh, 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 that, a movie with Clark Gable and Law When Carol Lumbar f- uh, found out she caught the first thing smoking back to be with Clark Gable, and the poor woman crashed trying to keep because Lana Turner was known as a homeworker and she knew Clark Gable was out there too. So that's that is the rumor. That's why she hightailed the poor thing back to Hollywood to you know where they were shooting so she could monitor. The filming, if you will. And I'm like, dang, rock, wow, wow. You know. And oh, I think come God. to find out, I can't remember if he act if she and he were actually doing something. Um, but it's Lana Turner. And it's Claude Gabe. I mean, <clears throat> and you know, sidebar, I, I know I'm gonna offend some people. I think Lana Turner was way more sexier than Marilyn Monroe. I don't personally get the fascination with Marilyn Monroe. I'm not against her. I just don't. As a woman, I just don't get it. And I can see if a woman's sexy. Like I say Lana Turner is sexy as hell. Um, there's Dolores Moran. That's not a really known name, but she was in a couple of movies. She was in um, I think To Have and Have Not with Bullgard and Bacall. She was all these people are blind, but I Lana Turner. Lana Turner. I think she was just. Girl, Barbara Stanwyck was sexier than um <laughs> to me. I mean, you know, Barbara Stanwyck wasn't a great beauty. Betty Davis, you know, when she had to turn it on, she was you no know, sex symbol. But like um in in um, of human bondage, she was really sexual and really a, a cat. You know, in that in that movie, and and so. But anyway, that's just my opinion. But Lana Turner, if I say okay, who was the blind bombshell? Like. And see, Lana Turner backed it up because Marilyn Monroe, she admitted, you know, men expect these bells and whistles to go off when they get in bed with me. And When it doesn't, you know, they're like, oh, it's a letdown. But no, with Lana Turner, you bought the tickets and you got the full floor show, floor show, bed show, <laughs> bathroom, kitchen, wherever you want it, pool show, you got it. So if, if you're going to be out there. Do the doggone thing, you know. But yeah, I digress, as they say.
1: Well, <laughs> no, digress. but this is important because when I was watching the movie, that she had lived this. That's why she yes! was so convinced of the role. Thank because you. This- okay, okay, she was married seven times and romantic <laughs> with- to numerous other men. Yeah, that always talk okay. about Liz so- Taylor,
0: but Lana Turner gave her a run.
1: Those oh, LTs was something else. But I'm, but let me tell you, I mean, she was so, that's why she was so great in The Post And Always Read Twice. Yes. She did Bad and the Beautiful. She did Peyton and Play. Yes. Imitation of Life, Madam X. But she was also known for being versatile and very hardworking. And guess who her famous actress was? Her favorite, I'm sorry, her favorite actress was, she loved Betty Davis. Of course. You okay. did, okay. And but uh, also a little a little scandal here. Um, she made headlines back in 1958. Her teenage daughter Cheryl Crane, mm-hmm. uh, was overheard a very violent domestic dispute going on between her mother and her mother's at that time mobster lover boyfriend. And so she stabbed him to death in their home during the struggle. And there was all these headlines. She went to juvie. And all kinds of stuff happened. Finally yes. like she got out, but I mean it just yeah. Yes. Oh I mean But that was her reputation. She was scandalous. And and she to add to that story, that 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 bit
0: of tea you just spilled, Lana Turner's either her manager or lawyer or whatever, after his name was Johnny Stampinato. And after her daughter, Cheryl, um, allegedly stabbed him, you know, like I said, a poor girl went through juvie. But see, Lana was wild. So her and that man would fight all the time and they'd have the great makeup, sex and all. Lana Turner was wild. And so, <clears throat> you know, after J- uh, Stompanato got stabbed and all that, and they hauled the daughter, hauled the daughter off because she still had the knife and the bloody clothes. And so allegedly, this person who was telling the story, Lana Turner like, where's johnny i gotta see johnny and so her her lord's like you stupid b your daughter is in jail right now you better cut all this where's johnny stuff and be like where's my daughter <laughs> so she still was looking for that dude bro that girl they those women i look look how can i put this those women were women they were about those men and that action and that's who they were they were unapologetically about it and I can't, I don't agree with it. I ain't saying it's right, as the old saying goes, but I understand. <laughs> That's who they were. They were alley cats. And they use what they got to get what they want and then come. cry about it and complain about it. And I'm not saying it's right. I am not condoning it. But they they were like, this is how it is. And you know, and and you know, they talk about the casting couch. And I promise, guys, we're gonna get to the movie. <laughs> but they talk about the <laughs> casting couch. But the women were in on it. And I'm not saying it's right, you know, because it is harassment and what have you. But the people like Joan Crawford and Lana Turner and Ava, Ava Gardner and the rest of them, they slept their way to success, and they were okay. They were. They were like, "Well, if I gotta do this, damn it, I'm gonna do it well, and I'm gonna get mine." And I'm not mad at them for it because that that was the hand that they were dealt, and they played it. do aren't we talking about them now in the 21st century? <laughs> And again, I'm not condoning it. I am not saying that's right. But God darn, if you know, if you in a land of freaks and you you plan to stay in a land of freaks, you better be the freak is freak and just keep it moving, okay? That's that's all I'm saying. You can't you can't sit there and hold your hand and say I'm a precious little lamb. It's just not gonna happen. No, ma'am, no sir, and no ma'am. But well, let's talk about our movie, Georgia. What is our movie? Yes, let's
1: get into the movie, okay. Believe it or not, well. An actual commercial failure, but it still didn't damage either uh, George Kukor's or Lana Turner's uh, reputations. Because in the same year, Kukor went on to make the smash hit Oscar winning comedy Born Yesterday with Mm -hmm. Judy Holiday, and then Lana Turner went on uh, to do The Bad and the Beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so, and she did give a really excellent performance. The woman could truly act, she could act. Even though I felt that she was maybe, she's supposed to have been, she was 29 or 30 when she made this movie. Okay, She, she looks a little older, but she had been off for two years. She had married uh, a millionaire, and mm-hmm. whose name escapes me right now. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I think she, uh, she had a couple years of partying, drinking some champagne, yes, and yes. doing some things. So she's looking a little different here. Yes. She's looking a little older than 30. She's yeah. not looking like models' belt. Even though she does she is she does have a beautiful figure. Right. One of the things that really bothered me and Moya, I don't know how you feel about this, but what did you think of the hair and the wardrobe?
0: I I love the hair because that was the style. Well, I love curls and I love layered cuts. And I thought I didn't understand the wardrobe. Let me just say this. And maybe they did it on purpose. Her wardrobe seemed to be a little dowdy and a little understated. And I guess because she's supposed to be Kansas, from Kansas. And, you know, they ain't Dorothy from Kansas, but I guess, you know, Dorothy-ish from Kansas. And and so Because they was trying to make her be a good girl. And so, but I was so, I'm just so used to... Her being sexy and I just didn't believe it. But the the, the the styles and the designs were beautiful, you know, and well tailored. But I don't know; it seemed off. What do you think?
1: Oh, I thought that the clothes were extremely unappealing, mm-hmm. and George Kukor also felt the same way. I thought that her image, of the glamour girl, was just totally uh, ruined. It was yeah. like they tried to downplay it. Maybe. Yeah, I didn't like. Well, at all, I yeah. didn't think any of the clothes were very flattering or very appealing. I didn't really like. I mean, yeah, they had the curls with their hair, but I just kind of didn't think they really. This is a beautiful woman, and they didn't play up her beauty that well it, with the hairdo either. And and mm-hmm. I thought, oh my gosh. I mean, yeah, I know that was a style with the curls yeah. and the like little short little haircuts right. and all that. And that was a style, but I just felt like they could have played up her natural beauty so much more.
0: Maybe that's why the uh, movie didn't work. Maybe audiences sensed that something was off. And when you want to see Lana Turner, you want her to be at just a sex pot. Um, and you know what? Nobody <laughs> look. Nobody believes Lana Turner is innocent because the woman had been around Hollywood. <laughs> So I think they should have gotten a newcomer and, <clears throat> and because the story, it was a good story. Maybe they should have gotten a newcomer, a new face, and a, a, a guy, a new face guy or an already established guy. You, you probably needed a star, a star guy. But they should have gotten maybe a, because Lana Turner, I think she she did a great job acting. But she was miscast because she just was not like when I saw this. When I was younger, I loved Lana Turner, so I enjoyed the movie and I enjoyed the story. But now as an adult with some lived experience, nobody in their right mind believes uh, Lana Turner is innocent. And In this story, guys, she talks about having been pawed and old by men since she was 14. And, and, and you know, again, this is Lana Turner's real life. So that's why they probably cast her. Um, but people knew her as being kind of notorious in real life a little bit, or a party girl, or you know what I mean? A, a woman with lived experience, you know, to say that. So to, to try to make her give this this image makeover on screen, it was kind of miscast a little bit. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I thought so. I totally agree. It just didn't work for me. I felt it was wrong, and I thought maybe people at the time, when to go to the movies, and see somebody with fabulous costumes being on. When she was modeling, I thought the office they put her in were very yeah. glamorous. Yeah. But on her own, when she wasn't modeling, I felt they just did not work.
0: But I think they were um, trying to do that to show that she was, you know, the al- the alter ego of her glamorous thing in real life. Because they showed her at home, reading on a Friday night or whatever. She wasn't a party, party girl. So they were trying to show that. But, again, when you think of Lana Turner, you think of glamour and Hollywood and men and sex, you know? So, I, you know, I don't yeah. know.
1: Well, interestingly, she didn't really want to do this movie, but hmm. the MGM Studio threatened her with legal action. Okay, so now ahead. that
0: makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah.
1: Now, one of the things that I wanted to um, talk about in this movie was I felt like if we were getting like a crash course in modeling 101. Yes. It was interesting in the way that Tom Yule he plays. I was surprised. I really liked Tom Yule, But the character was different. He was a more elegant kind of a man. Yes. And here he is. He's telling these brand new first day on the job mm-hmm. models. This is how you walk. This is how you sit. This is how you stand. Yes. And here... Telling them how they are to do these things, and I thought this is so reflective in a way of what's happening in the movie mm-hmm. because I think what's going on is the men are telling the women in, in this movie. They have all the power, and they're telling them like how they're supposed to act, you know, to get society's approval. and And I felt, my gosh. There is just so much that's really deep about all this. Yes, Um, yes. um, It's like the helplessness of the women. They have these narrow lives. They have limits on their options. This is in like 1950. Right. They think men are their only path to happiness. And without one, there's no reason to stay alive. Mm -hmm. Material success and goals achieved are nothing if there's not a man you can devote yourself to. Mm -hmm. and so uh, yeah so yeah the men are telling women there's there's like a scene in this movie where the man tells a woman what's right for her um how to be look and act and be worthy of a man Mm -hmm. what's moral and what isn't and and i thought this movie is 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 just really so emblematic Mm -hmm. of the thinking that prevails the time about how a woman needed a man's tutelage in okay. order to be able to do anything in life or get anywhere mm-hmm. or to be happy and that was so shocking to me I'm writing all these notes down as I'm watching <laughs> them he, wow I'm just like writing writing right pause right 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 but anyway um I found there's a scene in this movie is uh, with uh, Barry Sullivan mm-hmm. and he, he is he's handsome, but he's like sleazy yeah <laughs> and so he, there, it's, you got to watch this scene where he and Lana Turner, they verbally spar with yes. each other while they're being very snide, but still kind of sexy to mm. each other. And I thought, man, I could watch this kind of thing forever. Yes. But he, gets, I think, when I think of what he says, it is to me one of the most horrific speeches about the consequences of people's lives I have ever heard in my life. It is absolutely a jaw drop. <laughs> and the weight of So you really need to listen to that. Yes. But I could listen to them. The way they banter. Yes. And the effect it has. But, um, so I, I wanted to bring that out. But, you know, when we talk about life lessons, Moya, I was thinking, to me, I think the most, there's a lot, this movie is so rich and complete yes. with, and, but the biggest, I've got several things that I wanted to talk about because to, if you have, call me a hopeless romantic, but if you've ever been foolishly in love, you'll relate to this movie. Um, I think we could all relate to the human condition because it talks about wanting to fall in love and love making your life meaningful. And it talks about loving two people at the same time and for different reasons and losing, but also triumphing in life. And to me the biggest takeaway was having a relationship with a man should not determine or be the sor- the sole source of your happiness, mm-hmm. your success or your reason for living. That yes. was the biggest take from this movie. Yes. But you know what I what I really thought about Lana Turner and I liked the way they rewrote the ending because the original ending did not it w- got very negative reception from um test audiences. So they it had a much more tragic ending so they wrote the ending a little bit It's still sad it still is but but you get this feeling that there's something very symbolic that happens mm-hmm. and it has to do with the too, and i'm not going to go any further but she's gonna move ahead not in the way she had hoped or planned but you know life has many pathways to yes. success and you can it, you can still be victorious but life tests our resiliency
0: yes yes
1: and this movie, I thought, was so good because all these things were brought out. And yes. you have to maybe see it a second or third time to see all of it. But yes. I tell you, I was, like, watching this because I thought it was so good when it came to the message. Yes. And it really resonated. Now, Because now that I'm, you know, older now, this resonated.
0: Absolutely. No, and that, that what you said, because this was your first time seeing it? Yes. Oh, okay no I I, I get you and <clears throat> I like what you said the whole move is a life life lesson from her getting off the train the uh the fish out of water because it has the fish out of water story to her in fast time New York meeting some bro and shout out to Ann and, and uh and, and you know andvorak fans I am a huge Anne Dvorak fan anything she could do anything and unfortunately they didn't really know what to do with Ann Dvorak she plays Mary the first friend quote-unquote that Lana Turner's character meets and um Hollywood didn't know what to do with Ann Dvorak but if you don't know she is she is plays the sister in the original Scarface um from the 30s with Paul Mooney so she plays um what's Michelle Pfeiffer's Eventual role, oh,
1: yeah.
0: uh, and but anyway, and she and go and and Devorak is so unsung. She puts on an acting clinic, and Scarface. She she has one of the most depicts a a drug addict. I believe she's a drug addict. Um, and when that you know that was unheard of. She gives them one of the most chilling uh renditions of a drug addict on film, and 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 it was tragic um on that movie. Anyway. So, you know, you have all these elements. So the whole movie, A Life of Her Own, is a life lesson. And so I'm going to go back to something you said about, and I agree with you on the points, you know, no one should rely on any other human being for his or her a- happiness. That is a fool's errand. You know, people invest too much in their kids, their spouses, their friendship. As everybody, I'm, I'm not saying anything to anybody. This is not a revelation. Happiness is so subjective. Okay, and it just depends on if the moon is right and the right temperature and your, your pulse rate. You know, it's just so subjective. So, you know, that is something that ha- you have to find, you know, it's a cliche within yourself. And, is, and it's so dependent on other factors. But anyway, in our, you know, Betty's movie, our movie, um, and it's, why can't I remember, all about Eve. Remember she and Celeste Holmes' character were driving in the back of that cab and she said, her character said, it doesn't matter what level of success you have if there's not a man i'm paraphrasing a, par- a a man for a woman she's not a woman you know and yeah. so i agree I, so i agree with what you said about you know <clears throat> about this you know depending on a man and this is and so this movie a life of her own this was post-world war ii so women were entering the workforce Um, You know, it was the baby boomers, but women had more opportunities and, you know, more opportunities would come to be, you know, financially independent if a woman wanted to be and what have you. Um, So you didn't have to marry, but it still was something in society. If you were not married, uh, a woman by a certain age, you, you were not a swinging bachelorette like a man. You were an old maid. So there was still that stigma in society. For that but i will I, what i will say i do agree with what well, i disagree with with you a little bit in a statement is that when tom ewell was showing what's her name um how to walk now i thought now if you did that movie today he would be gay and he kind of gave me off a little gayish vibes but he turned out he wasn't gay or whatever at least in a movie because that's who teach women models the gay men they do all the hair and the makeup you know and not all of it but they teach the women i can't jay this black dude from tyra Banks show uh fashion mile with top mile whatever it is he taught the women how to walk and blah 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 so the men do teach the women how to walk in, in the modeling world but um I look, girl. I was taking notes. Uh, I don't know about you, Georgia, about how to sit down. I, I, I corrected my posture while he was saying, "Yeah, you need to sit up and push your chest out." And I was like, "Oh, guys, let me <laughs> let me get the hunchback of Notre Dame out of my bag. Let's let's run him <laughs> out of here." And so, um, and how to sit down with that S, because we have lost a lot of femininity. Uh, how to be feminine, and and to, the women are very masculine now. Um, they try to, you know, think they can. Be as we're the same as men, and we could go run up on a man and whip his behind and talk all crazy to a man. That is insane. I ain't doing that. You you can have that. Um. But and well also I disagree when Louis Calhern was telling her about the immorality of what she was trying to do about yeah. breaking up that marriage, and he was right. And I yeah. and I wish that needs to be played on a loudspeaker. And from a drone all around the world in America and several different languages, because you cannot base your happiness on someone else's misery. It is not going to work in the long term. And to quote Dr. Phil, I don't agree with everything he says, but he is right. If they do it with you, they'll do it to you. And that's just not a chance I would be willing to take. Okay. But you cannot build your happiness, especially with, uh, and we're not giving anything away. We're just trying to tell you what happened in the plot especially with that man's wife being an invalid. She was in a wheelchair, guys. Okay. You, 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 look, Lana Turner may have gotten Ray, Ray Malan's character physically, but his heart and his mind, especially his mind would have been with his wife. That woman, that, you that's horrible. Okay. Because he wasn't a heel. He was a, you know, he was a decent guy. But, um, and as far as, Lastly, men giving cues to women about femininity. And shout out R.I.P. to Kevin Samuels, the godfather, great YouTuber who died uh, unexpectedly in May. Great YouTuber, um, very controversial. I I agree with a lot of his content, not everything, because, I mean, who who agrees with everything? But men, it's just like a a product. If you don't dictate to what the market wants, Why do you expect to get the sale? And if men, I I think Georgia, now you can tell me if you agree or disagree. I still think men want women to be feminine, uh, carry themselves in a ladylike manner. You don't be a dude, okay? Drop the dude. You know, nowadays women are dudes, a lot of especially the young chicks. Look, Georgia's very feminine, I'm very feminine. Even though, you know, we crazy and we cackle and all kinds of stuff, but we're feminine. Georgia was, an, uh, was a, is a veteran, still very feminine, okay? And we have great guys in our lives, but I, I wonder would we have those guys or would our guys be comfortable with us if we were trying to keep up with them and be masculine? I mean, Georgia, what do you think?
1: I think it makes a man feel more like a man when you act more like a woman. I think they enjoy that. They really do. They enjoy being and feeling like a man and having that affirmed. And I think they love that we bring that to a relationship. Um, I think they do. And so, yes, I I totally agree with you on that, Moya. Certainly. And
0: it doesn't belittle you. If you're a man... Is saying you know like I will just use myself. Men love long hair, okay? My hair is very short. My husband told me I would prefer you with long hair, but of course it's not a deal breaker. But but even though my hair is short, that's because I'm I'm lazy. I used to wear the long hair and the weaves and all that. I was doing it like I said. I was through with it before y'all knew what to do with it. So I've been through that. The lashes, I was doing that like in in the early two thousands and all that. I I've done that. So I, I don't wear that anymore, but, I, but I'm still feminine, okay? I'm not wearing my hand. I'm not butching, scratching my crotch and <laughs> trying to run up on him. Hey, Amen. Well, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not trying to compete. That's what I'm trying to say. I am a woman in my <laughs> own place, and I'm not competing with my man for the leadership or maleship or dominance of this house. Like you said, Georgia, men want w- m- women to be women, and they'll be a man, and we're going to respect each other. And that's it. I did not... We are running a little bit over, guys. Georgia, we got a lot out of this movie. We are going to talk... We, you guys, we were going to go in a whole different direction to talk about the movie, but kudos to Georgia for directing us into these life lessons. Please look at a life of her own. It is a whole life lesson about everything. How to be feminine, how to be a man, how to be moral, uh, uh, adultery, um, the, the impact of adultery. You know... Oh, gosh, yes. Georgia, you, you take the last word because I can go on and on. I love this movie. Well,
1: in some ways, this was empowering, but there was another message that I meant to touch on, and that is about women getting older and not being able to cope with the changes oh, that are Yes. And we saw that in the Dvorak character because yes. she wasn't, she was having such a hard time handling it because she knew that there'd always be a younger and beautiful model that would always. Come up, and so she was struggling to hang on to her career. So when she felt like she was losing her man, she was losing her career. I mean, she just she wasn't able to cope well with all of it. So you see this thing that drunken aging has been, and she it, just like you said, Moy, she plays it to the hill. She's perfection. People okay. who have not done as good a role as she has done have received Oscars. Yes. This woman, yes. I was Oscar worthy. Yes, Um and also I have to say kudos to. Margaret Phillips, who I had not seen before, she does the most amazing job of playing Ray Milland's wife. Oh, she yes. is so gracious. She should have gotten asked for She's not saccharine at no, all. No,
0: no, no, She's, no.
1: You just really admire her. And to the point, even in, in the scene, you see the realization, you yes. know, that she has. And the power and impact this brief visit she has with the wife, what right. it does with Lana. And it's a very pivotal scene. So you have to really be looking for that too. Yes. Um, so I just wanted to say you picked a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, this is such a great movie to watch and enjoy on a rainy Sunday morning. And um, yes. I think that um, I got so I could not believe how much I was able to get out of this movie. It really exceeded all my expectations. And so, uh, you know, uh, listeners, if you want to follow Moya and I and get all the backstory, the front page headlines, we're going to be your queens of the silver screen. (laughs) You know, we're going to give you you know uh highlights the lowdowns we're going to give you everything you want to know about so that when you watch you're going to go wow you know, this yes. is just and uh, this is just such an enjoyable experience to look at these movies because they're so rich in meaning
0: absolutely george i couldn't say it better um thank you guys so much for tuning in to us today. We ran a little bit over cuz this movie we could talk about this movie for hours. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and share um and go on YouTube and like us, share out our uh content there. Hopefully in 2023 we'll be bringing you more content. We are working on plans to do that. And with that, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in this week. I'm Moya and I'm Georgia. And come back next time for another great movie. Um, I believe our next movie is Little Murders. Right. Yes, starring um Elliot Gould and and um we saw A Life of Our Own on Turner Classic Movies, so shout out to them. Little Murders is uh we're gonna watch it on YouTube. Uh, this is <laughs> I cannot express express little murders anyway that's our next movie <laughs> It's out there but guys thank you so much for tuning in we so appreciate you how day, davis saved my life life lessons from classic hollywood take care we'll see you next time it girl look and the Devo- and the Vorex character Mary hit that wall so hard i thought she was going to go through it like wile e. coyote she <laughs> man i said that wall like they like to say in the street the wall is undefeated and when she <clears throat> try you cannot go back can you once you burn your bridges and you think you all that and you was the queen of new orleans and the, like you said a queen the saint and you burn your bridges. And and it, the movie kind of alluded to, you you know, like like Lana Turner was, for uh, Mary was kind of foreshadowing um, Lana Turner. But, you know, Mary probably had found some, because she was young. So you got to do it when you're young. You got to hit that right note, that right strike when you're young. Because when you get older, it's tougher. That's what we talk about the wall. And she probably had met some dude who gassed her up and... You know she was a top model and then partying. She said partying. You know it was just so. I just wish every young chick, like in her early twenties, and the chicks going into their third. Look at this whole movie. And if and if you don't get nothing else out of it, look at Mary. That is going yeah. to be you, because the wall is undefeated. You're not being serious. I was a party girl, but at some point I woke up and like you know what, you know. I'm out in these streets and uh, the competition is getting younger and I'm getting older. You know, and the dudes ain't hollering like they used to. So let me try to, you know, I didn't get married right then and there, but I realized the game is up. You got expiration date, ma'am. Women's expiration date is way shorter than the man's. Once yes. you realize yes. that and get serious and start dating with a purpose, if you want to get married, that's another thing, if you want to get married, if you want to have a man, and being in a serious relationship. You have to start dating with a purpose. And all this pumping and dumping and hitting and quitting. That ain't going to get it. The woman always loses out about it. She always loses. Man.